infrastructure is crumbling and the problems are only getting worse. The pressure to find solutions is hot. Let's talk about why American cities have no water, no electricity, and no money to fix their infrastructure problems. Welcome to the Infrastructure Hot Seat Podcast, hosted by Chad Smelter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Infrastructure Hot Seat Podcast. My name is Chad Smelter. I am your host. Today, I'm excited to introduce Chuck Hansen, who is the CEO with Electroscan. Hi, Chuck. Hi. Hi. How are you doing, Chad? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me. You have a lot of uh, great background in the sewer and water world. It's been a it's been a long haul, uh, really, really just by accident. So, but you know, for forty years plus, uh, you know, it's been a it's been an interesting career. It certainly doesn't look by accident. You've been a pioneer in a lot of these, uh, you know, water and sewer space for Hanson Analytics, for example. It looks like you've been an innovator trying to 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 just make a difference in this world for infrastructure. Well, you know how I, I actually started, uh, you, you know, into the business in 1980, um, oh, wow. and and uh, you know, if if truth be known, I think my dad did his first mainframe sewer work order uh, system in the 1970s. So, wow. uh, you know, I'm 66, so I've you know, so so he's been, you know, he worked uh, a lot in computers. Uh, a lot in uh, uh, you know sewers and water, uh, later highways. So I just yeah. uh, hey, it was the family. It was a family business. Somebody had to do it. I love that man. That is a great background just to get into that and then grow into the industry. And you you obviously kept going with after your dad and uh, developing. Was it Hanson uh, Technologies? What, what did so you what, start out? What with happened it? was this. My dad goes. My mom was an RN. Uh, they're yeah. both from this little town in Yankton, uh, in so- Yankton, South Dakota. And yeah. so they knew each other forever. And uh, one day my dad goes into his cardiologist's office and they tell him to, you know, get on the bed, relax. And uh, he, you know, don't relax too much when you do that. Uh, so he basically uh, just had heart failure right there. They, they crash carted oh, wow. him, um, you know, and, and he was, he had his first of three pacemakers that day. Um oh. I was, I was actually, I was going to be somebody uh, one day, and I was actually working in venture capital. I was down on uh, 2000 Sand Hill Road during, doing turnarounds. That was back in the day when uh, 20 million was like 10 rounds of financing. Um, right. You know, now that's like, uh, you know, your seed round. And so, <laughs> so I, I, I told the guys that I was working for, look, uh, I got to go back up to Sacramento uh, I'll only be up there for a couple of weeks, clean up the company, close it down. We had started, we had started a little uh, software company to do uh, work orders for sewers on PCs. You know, those Osborne things that looked like so yeah. machines back then. And um, 27 years later, I finally sold the company to, uh, to Infor and, and uh, uh, Golden Gate Capital and, and uh, m- momentarily retired. Okay. Momentarily, uh, obviously not too long. And then you jumped into, was it uh, Hanson Analytics then, or was that ElectroScan? Well, you know, I, I always had I was out, had Hanson because you know when when I when we sold Hanson, you know we had two thousand uh, cities and utilities as clients. Um, wow. We had a we had a seventy person office in Melbourne, Australia. 
with all the big water companies down there. So I would always get uh, water companies calling and they'd ask advice. So, you know, that was a little consulting firm. You know, my first my first claim to fame, because I was I, I came out of the closet a couple of years ago. So I'm I'm a bean counter. I'm an accountant. Uh, my dad was this. My dad was a civil. He passed in 98. Um, yeah. So but it was always interesting, all the data that was here. So when I went to when I went to Berkeley, I took all of the the uh, the programming classes. And yeah. uh, my dad was uh, was actually the director of marketing for state and local government for IBM. So wow. it was it was the family business. So in, yeah. in, in, in 1989, when Henry Gregory, it was um, it was RJN Castworks versus Hansen. Uh, oh, okay. In 1989, Henry Gregory, uh, you know, made the huge mistake and picked Hansen to do the uh, data entry for uh, the 5,000 mile CCTV contract for Houston. Okay. Um, and uh, there were no standards, no specifications. Henry flew me over to the UK. I looked at something called uh, something coming out of WRC. It wasn't Texan enough. And so Henry and I actually in, in 88, 89 wrote the first CCTV standards that he would use. Um, and so, you know, we, we did that uh, at the height of the program. We had 220 TV rigs on the job. We did our wow. first, uh, uh, I guess you'd call it a, it was kind of a machine intelligent program. So based on TV, you were talking about doing this yourself, you know, the data yeah. you would use. Um, and how you would recommend a point repair versus slip lining versus CIPP versus complete line replacement. How many right. taps are on it? Um, what's the standardized uh, trench that you'd have to dig? So, yeah. you know, that was, I don't know what you were doing in 1990, but that was, uh, that's <laughs> what I was involved with. So, so that's, uh, we just kind of rolled that up through all of the different uh, softwares, you know, starting with the green screen, then command line interface, then, the first of Microsoft, uh, you know, uh, products '95 and '97, and then, and then finally, uh, you know, a, a whole web-based, uh, 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 you know, prioritization. So, so that was that was kind of the family business. And I, I since I had some extreme hobbies that I like to do, sold a company, got completely out of it. And um, uh, 2010 rolled around, and I get this phone call from Ken Carey. Ken, uh, where's one of his books? His books, I usually keep them around here someplace. You know, he, he usually, he's the guy that makes the EPA concentric. So Ken, yeah. Ken calls me up and he goes, how do you, in 2010, yeah. he goes, uh, Chuck, do you know any technology that can find leaks in clay pipes? And, um, you know, I, I, I thought he was pulling my leg. I go, well, yeah. you know, TV. He said, Chuck. Now, now, at this time, Ken was, I think, just turning 80. Wow. He was the head of the um, uh, Department of Water Programs Department at Sac State. And, and uh, he goes, Chuck, Chuck, now you know TV cameras can't find leaks. And I go, well, we've been tracking it that way forever. He, right. said, he said, Chuck, you know, let me ask you this. Can you look up inside the joint and turn 90 degrees into the balance picket and, and see if there's an opening? Uh, to ground to where the water comes in, and I go, well, right. well no, nothing can do that. He said, well, that's what I'm asking you. Can you find something? And oh, by the way, I've got some uh, some of my old students 
uh, he would refer to these guys and they, they, they'd be superintendents and directors and division directors. Uh-huh. I've got some old students that are complaining that their liners are collapsing. Okay. Um, w- within a year after installation. He says, is wow. there any way that you can, you know, do that? And it turns out I had this, th- there was a, there was a guy in, in Placerville. It was actually in, in cool, the city of cool. Uh, uh-huh. And he was a geophysicist. I actually heard of this guy's name from Melbourne water down in Australia. He was one of 15 in the geophysics department. And he had taken this German technology um, called FEL. It was focused electrolytic location. And he was modifying, he was tinkering with it. And it was, and it was a way to fu- use a just simple electric current, not electromagnetic. So that if you, f- if you fill the pipe with water, you would find where leaks were. And, okay. and you would actually assess the permeability for newly lined pipe. So I had 2011, uh, uh, Ken looked at it and he says, Chuck, if only half of this is true, this would be cool. So yeah. I bought from this guy all his IP and I needed a company. I did pretty well. I didn't get 100% of ElectroScan, mind you. Well, I, I'm sorry, of, of Hanson when I sold it. But I did get 95%. My mom got 5%. And she was kind of <laughs> give it to my brother because he didn't have anything. <laughs> So, so, um, so, uh, you, you know, so I needed a write-off, uh, you, you know, and I was building a recording studio cause I was a, I was a frustrated, uh, saxophone player and, um, and we just started to, I bought it. I bought my very first TV rig. Uh, yeah. I won't tell you who from bought it, uh, put a double kegerator in it and, um, and started, started hijacking the, the reel of the TV camera rig yeah i really just wanted to plug and play take the camera off and put this probe on and use the footage encoder and the reel and all you know all the things um and instead of going into you know kind of a kind of a nasco or a handsome program to to do that i wanted to put yeah. it in ours and just to to automatically machine intelligent assess the pipe and right. and that took about five years to kind of perfect and that's the that's the sewer i mean we were just last week and of all places, Abu Dhabi. Um, it's a terrible, yeah. terrible infiltration. Um, you know, they're just like Miami and, you know, rising sea tides and uh, doing benchmarks for those guys. So, you know, it's, it is, uh, um, it's the way to find infiltration. So, they're, they're- yeah, no, that's, that's, that's amazing, Chuck, uh, the, the history there. In 1990, you know what I was doing? I was pushing sludge in a wastewater treatment plant at a sludge tank. And I was painting curbs in a small town in Pennsylvania. It was terrible. Wow. I never thought I'd get back in the sewers again or in that industry in public works. And here I am now. Me neither. Uh, me, I, was, yeah, I was completely, they pulled, me, they pulled me back in. <laughs> they do. They, I'll never get out. I can't. I, I, I'm with you. I know. With you. I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's amazing. Uh, and, and then did you, so obviously the cameras, you know, weren't able to tilt and pan like they can now. Were you a part of building that technology too, or was that someone else? No, you, you know, the, the camera, you, you know, the all of the guys that were doing cameras at the time, whether they were single conductor, multi-conductor, um, you, you know, they were they were just doing some just great innovation, um, wow. you know, just just bumping up the luminaires and the pan, tilt, and zoom, and, you know, the, the, the great stuff that IBOC does you know, with, with, you know, unfolding of the, of the screen and, 
you know, so the, those were all kind of things. But but still, uh, you know, cameras are only looking at, you know, 25% the inside of the pipe. Um, yeah. And, you know, for example, if you've got a crack and this, this uh, Abu Dhabi, same thing. Um, we were in the field and they'd already televised these pipes that we'd gone through. Mm-hmm. And because we were just, we were doing a benchmark for these, for the, for, for, for uh, ADSSC, the Abu Dhabi Sewage Authority. Yeah. Um, Electroscan found, get this, 78 leak locations of which wow. this technology now is so um, evolved, it can actually calculate the estimated gallons per minute of each leak. Wow. Um, TV that was done with IBOC panorama. Yeah. Six leaks. Wow. And, but the problem is, I, I mean, it's, it's easy. So, you know, when you see a crack and um, I forget how many NASCO crack codes we've got, but you know, not one of them can tell you if the crack goes through the pipe. Of course, if it's an open fissure, you know, those kind of codes, absolutely. Um, right. But you can't, you can't tell if it's, if it's a superficial crack or if it goes through the pipe. Exactly. Um, if okay. there's water coming through it, maybe there's infiltration staining and all those things. I mean, I've only been doing, I've only, when I sold Hanson, I think we had a million CCTV reports in Hanson databases. I think there was wow. something like 7 million defects. So, um, you know, I'm the dangerous one and, uh, you know, in, in talking to, to TV guys. Um, right. but you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's amazing. So, you know, just, just do the math. If you've got a 300 foot, uh, 300 feet of pipe and you've got eight foot joints, you know, there's, yeah. there's 30 or 40 points at each joint that you've mm-hmm. got to assess. Does water come through it or not? And if a TV right. can't do it, then I got to tell you, uh, I better not be doing rehab based on TV because I may only get, Hey, I've got two of these that are, that have joint separation. Uh, right. kick joint drop and I may have leaks in every one of the every one of the joints so I'm recommending if I look at the TV a point repair hey the whole line needs to be lined right um, so it is a a, a, a game changing step of recommending that and then and then if you take a look at um, uh, service locations you know we're doing a benchmark in Hillsborough County um, yeah. and uh, every service tap you know was perfect um, and, and we had a, we had a hundred percent leakage in the service taps. So, you know, I, I, how do you, how do you do rehab? So I, right. I no longer, you know, trust if somebody is just doing it based on TV and that was what we had at the time, that was the best thing, but, but now right. n- not so much. It just, and, and that, you know, that's the other problem with even the AI programs coming up, they can only record automatically what they see. So mm-hmm. if there's no value add, and I'm just getting a consistency in the code, which of course, mm-hmm. you know, professional folks like NASCO have claimed, you know, we've, we, we see all the leaks all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we're very careful in AI not to say what we had missed before. Mm-hmm. Then, then, you know, there's no, real, there's no real value add to even the AI. It's, it's the wrong application of AI. It's lipstick on a pig time. So. Um, yeah. you know, that, that really is not, you, you know, you got to really get the core of, you know, what, what's the pipe, um, you know, true condition. So I've always, I always found this interesting. And when I was doing the RMS thing and, and taking the, you know, the defects and then putting them on repair recommendations, stuff like that. Uh, when I was looking at other engineering firms, how they were taking their estimates of gallons per crack, it was amazing to me. It was like, they would lay it all out there and they'd say estimated gallons per minute. And I'm thinking to myself, 
how are you estimating that? Like you can only see, like you just said, this, the, the surface of it, right? You can't tell how deep that crack is. You can't tell if it's like this, how do you know if the groundwater, you know, a certain amount of groundwater time, you know, pouring into the pot. Like I didn't understand how we were estimating all these different defects. It just didn't yeah. make sense to me. That's well, a lot of. And, and, and you know, we don't, uh, you know, we don't, we don't do that either. I mean, what we, what we typically, so, you know, we don't, we don't see if there's a real leak happening at the time we're measuring right. holes. And so we're actually putting an electric current through the you hole know, just to see yeah. the area, how much current goes through. And, you know, through Ohm's law, then we can actually calculate the math. It's pretty simple to see the size of the orifice, size of the hole. Right. And then based on, you know, the, the, the piping structure, then we can actually come up with that estimate uh, of, of GPM. And right now we, we started at about 20% accuracy. Now we're down to the five to 10%. So, um, but the true benefit really came in in the in the water side of the business, and that's so. About five years ago, I mean, we, this was already this was always kind of a, a an R and D company for us. But about five years ago, we started getting into pressurized water mains. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, if we were looking at uh, uh, you know contracting what visual and CCTV d- had done, now we're getting into the space of acoustics uh, because yeah. we've been listening for leaks that high pitched noise in a water pipe forever and think about it you know right. if it's if it's high pitched that means it's probably a pretty small leak and if it's a small leak you know what about the big ones well the big ones are leaking so much they <laughs> ponded around the pipe and equalize the pressure so you're never going to hear it um, and so we started getting into pipes uh, over in the uk with our company over there with electricity in uk and we started finding almost the same percentage of missed leaks that we've, we missed in CCTV now with acoustics. Um, wow. You know, we go into a plastic pipe or a poly, polyurethane or, or, or a polypropylene or, you know, HPE, mm-hmm. and, and we would be finding the defects at every joint again. And, you know, a plastic is the worst, worst thing with, with listing. The attenuation just doesn't travel. Um, wow. You know, or if it's, there's high groundwater or, or if there's customer usage, um, and of course, all these crews are out at night, uh, you know, when the water pressure is, is, is you know, when, when the, the, you know, there's no traffic, no ambient noise and all this stuff. So, um, so water just started taking off and we started doing projects all over the world. So, so you know, getting the same uh, electrical current inside is, 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 really, is really kind of debilitated, you know, the whole acoustic um, data loggers and acoustic, you know, smart balls and, you know, you know, the things going through the pipe, you know, because right. they're, they're hitting the pipe, you know, and they've got their own tone to it and, you know, it's yeah. been kind of crazy. So, that's it. but that's, that's, yeah, go ahead. well, you know, and what happened about, about our, some of the first pipes we started getting into um, were asbestos cement and, yeah. you know, because they had been using electric current to do the external coatings of a pipe we were now measuring the decay of the inside of an asbestos pipe from the inside. Mm-hmm. But we started getting these weird spikes uh, in asbestos cement. And it wasn't until we started digging up a couple to take a look at it. And I, I, we couldn't figure it out. And then we sent it to a lab. And we found out it was, it was, it was, it was melted lead because back in the day, to seal a joint of asbestos, the, 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 you know, it has the lowest kind of melting rate. And so it was, it was, it was lead. 
So fast forward to a year ago. I mean, it was just, it it was about, you know, a year ago. And, uh, you know, Biden announced his $15 billion to replace all lead pipes. Right. And um, I'm just thinking, oh my God, you know, we can actually forget about a leak because this is an electric resistance, because every kind of pipe material has their own recessivity. I mean, if you believe the periodic table, which no one does, um, you know, then then we can actually, if we know where that point is, we can actually detect lead pipe. So we started oh. we started playing around with that, and we we had to go in constantly, constantly smaller pipes, and that's how this the swordfish came up, and and that's that is probably you know I, I've never you know in forty plus years ne- I've never seen anything quite like the demand, you know, that this, yeah. that this swordfish unit is going to, because mm-hmm. now everybody has to, they, they not only have to find their lead pipes, they have to confirm that the pipes that they have aren't, aren't lead either. So, um, how, how do you do that? You've, you've yeah. got to go into every service connection and, you know, the GIS maps that we did, um, just aren't accurate enough for, for what the EPA needs. So, Right. So, and we've got we've got now until October 16th of 2024 that every water utility in the United States, which there's like, I wrote a few, are they going to make it? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Are they going to make it? Um, no, they'll they'll have to delay that because uh, look, right. if it was just um, look at a little city like Miami, Miami Dade, if it was just from the main to the meter, mm-hmm. um, there. There's a lot of the cities have a hundred percent of their inventory because they did that. Um, That's not what the EPA is requiring. The EPA is requiring the main to the house. And so in a lot of the Western States, so it's, it's, it's the, it's, it's the main to the meter. And then it's the private side It's the customer owned pipe from the meter to their house footprint. Now, you know, in Boston, a lot of the meters are in the, are in the basement. Um, and you know, they may or may not have a whole bunch of unknowns, which of course, you know, they do. Um, and so, you know, uh, does Miami know the material, uh, even though it's new, there's been, there's been a lot of surprises. And so, uh, you know, the EPA has estimated, you know, six to 12 million lead service lines. That number is going to go up because, because that's not just the existing, uh, meter, uh, to, to, to Maine, um, when you start looking at what plumbers have put in, we've only spent $50 trillion on the customer yeah. side over the last 50 years uh, of rehabbing pipes. So, you know, some might be plastic, some are going to be sectional. So this is, this is going to be, this is huge. This is, uh, you, you know, uh, I don't know where you were in 1999, but this is, this is the last time I saw that this is, this is Y2K. So, yeah. so 25 years ago, we had to, we had to go ahead and change all of our systems because, you know, when it was 12, 31, 1999, the next mm-hmm. day we'd go back to 1901 or yeah. you know, 1900, you know, and so we had to change all our programs and water utilities. Oh my God, the business on that, this is, this is now, you know, this requirement is let, I've never seen the engineering firms redeploy people that were doing like leak detection or CC into this whole lead detection, um, this, this uh, uh, lead and copper rule revision, L6.1, 
CR or LCRR. Yeah. It's it is uh, it's the money being chased after not just the $15 billion. There's probably another $100 billion on that because we'll have 10 years to replace them. Um, right. So, you know, it it's uh, it is it is uh, uh, employment for life, I think. Uh, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about utilities that don't want to take responsibility for the private side? Right? They're saying, okay, well, it's from the main to the house. I'm not, I'm not touching it. Right? What do you, what do you think about that? Um, well, you know, it makes a lot of sense, but here's the problem in Flint. I mean, the problem in Flint was not necessarily uh, lead pipes off the main or lead right. pipes to the house or even lead in the in the building um and so what i think i think what the epa has has done for the very first time they've 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 really opened the pandora's box and said no you've got to be responsible for the whole pipe and and so that's one thing i think though what's going to happen is just like we saw five years ago when we started seeing these weird things in the we're going to we're going to replace the the lead is going to be completely gone we're going to replace all the service lines and when we push that tap on and we we judge the quality of the water we're still going to have higher lead readings and you know what that's going to be from it's upstream where we've got these ac pipes with lead where that lead is now coming trickling through and it's coming right to your tap so it's it's um i think it's a it's a good first step uh this lead and copper rule has been They've been trying to do this for a lot of years. A lot of cities yeah. says, look, we're done um, and, and we'll refuse to do this. I think we're going to find those cities that will actually refuse to go on the private side. Um, yeah. And a lot of, I mean, you know, just try it in the, in the hinterlands of Idaho, uh, you, you know, up there. You, you, better, you better have a gun with you, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. Um, right. But I, I, and what's the alternative? I mean, with our device, we can actually enter under pressure and go up into that customer side. Yeah. But be- before, uh, you know, a swordfish was coming up, you, you would have to basically um, uh, dig or excavate or pothole or hydro excavate right. to get down to the pipe. That's going to be disruptive. Um, right. That won't tell you the actual material inside it because we do have lead lined galvanized steel, especially yeah. up in New England. So you're going to have to cut in the, you know, cut in that pipe and just see what it is. So, um, you know, I, I just think that there's a, there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, I was given a talk a couple of months ago in California and, uh, I had three people come up. What do you, what do you mean we have to do the, the customer side of the, we, we do, I, we have a, uh, you know, Western Heights, uh, water code, they have 2,200 taps. He's, he's, he's absolutely convinced he's got no lead pipes, Yeah, but you know, He's buying a swordfish to prove to his customers, look, I've at least examined your pipes. You are lead free. Um, yeah. So it's not just, hey, Chuck, let's let's go find the lead. It's, uh, hey, let's confirm we don't have any lead pipes here. Uh, so it's 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 more work for the consultants. So it's um, it's a it's a it's a great time. Do you think big cities like Chicago? I just saw in the news, you know, staying on the lead topic, you know, the, the schools are finding lead in their system. These big cities do not want to touch this right now. They're they're scared. Obviously, it's going to cost them a lot of money. Uh, how do you think these big cities should approach this uh, and down the road? Well, you know, the EPA has given them a, a great uh, line where 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 they are accepting estimates. Um, 
you had Emmy Simpson on. Uh, a great show, yeah. by the way. I'm a big fan of yours. And, uh, and, and you know, Mike. Mike is. A, I've known Mike since dirt. I mean, he and I have been around a long time. Um, and he's he's now using Swordfish to kind of go at that because you know staying off the property, you know having it not evade. So uh, you, you know, I think I think I think you know Mike is putting his 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 teams together to 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 do those kind of focused areas so you don't have yeah. to you know swordfish everything. And and what the EPA is is going to allow is they will allow those estimates to be done to be turned in. But the minute you find a lead pipe where you said there wasn't. Boom. It's, yeah. it's, you yeah. got to go back and do hundred percent. So, um, you know, I, I think, I, I think, I think guys, smart guys, uh, like, like, uh, uh, Mike and his team at Emmy Simpson will figure that out. And some of the other business partners as, as well. I, I think it's going to take a lot of, a lot of the senior level people that know, you, you know, and, and it's, and it's not just looking through the pipe. It's, it's the meters in the house. It's coordinating with people. It's customer service. It's, uh, yeah. making sure it's okay. And once you find, lead you've got to you've got to do something right away you've got to give them a a, a british you know filter um and so it's it's finding those companies that can that can supply those things right there because yeah. you've, you've got to give them an immediate solution to, yeah. to get off that lead pipe so um it's 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 non it's non-trivial but it, it it's it's yeah. it's here and it's it's now and I mean, uh, you know, I, you, you can, I, I mean, I've, I, I, the, the place is packed. Um, you know, I, I'm, well, I, think, it's, I, I was going to say, Chuck, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's education. Like that's what I'm doing. We're trying to educate everyone and tell them that solutions yeah. like yours are out there so that we don't have to dig every line up. We don't have to dig and, you know, just disrupt everything underground. We can actually use your type of you know, swordfish to get out there and find lead services quickly. And it's amazing. And we just need to get people to understand how your technology works and where they can use it. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, one, we have a little bit of time left. Uh, I, I do want to go back to the, I want to pivot to the sewer side one more time real quick. Yeah. We're in place lining. Now I know electric scan can go through and scan after a pipe's been lined. I, I'm just curious on how that actually works afterwards to find you know, pinholes and things like that. Cause I, I think that's something that where it comes to like contractor accountability, we have a lot of contractors lining pipe now, not all their workmanship's the best. So I, I want to know a little bit more about how the electric scan works for, yeah, for uh, finding. If you know, I, yeah, so I'm going to share, I'll share a screen real quick. Okay. And um, so I'll just hit that share. Um, and Maybe maybe this if if this happens quickly, then we'll do it. <laughs> um, you, you know the 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 pros in this field yeah. uh, is 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 IKT, um, and I don't know if you can see this screen. Yeah, I see it. Um, oh, here, there we go. here we go. Now that's a felt liner. Is that a cured liner? Yep. Okay, got it. So we got a felt liner. We're taking purple dye. Yep, and you could hit that, and it feels hard. Uh -huh. uh, and that is that is actually IKT, and it's dripping right through the liner. Through there, we used to get roots through these pipes, cured uh, in place liners. I'm like, wait, what happened? They pushed the roots, pushed it right out, <laughs> right up from the wall. Yeah, exactly, and and so and so, what happens is is that I don't know how to get the the screen off here. Oh, I'll stop sharing. Screen. There you go. So 
So these these liners, um, and again, whether it's whether it's and I was on the Houston project, it was a fine and fix. So you know, before in such a form, you know, was was you know what it is today. I was back on the ground with with in situ form Gulf South. Uh, yeah. uh, you know the, the IGS guys, Will Naylor, uh, uh, Jim Witt. Uh, you know these guys were putting in in situ form. You, you know all over the city of Houston, yeah. and uh, you know the 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 problem you know that they were having is you know they were doing a great job. They would do kind of one a day. Um, you know we've got so many people that can do this, but you know if if back in the day and and they were even using um, steam lining, so not just boiling. Yeah. Water but at that time uh, it was uh, coming out of Jap- Japan. Uh, that was the Japanese Paltem method. Um, so that was steam. Now we've got UV. Now we've got LED. So you you look at it, uh, you know across the uh, you know just across the universe here. Um, you've you've got to have, and I know we've had companies that have actually tried to put sensors into the lining um, yeah. uh, to to see that it's evenly heated. Um, you know, but you, you know, look. The, the problem, even in Germany with IKT, they'll take they'll take a sample at the manhole, um, mm-hmm. cut that out, and that will be the sample that they'll test. The, the real problems are in the pipe. And uh, if that is not evenly cured, uh, if that's, uh, you know, we were doing a job in a, in a large city in Ohio. Yeah. And um, they said, Chuck, how soon can you get your rig here? I go, well, you know, tell me your story. And he goes, he says, uh, he says, you know, we're lining so quickly that that we can't, you know, the TV is about a month behind. Oh, wow. And uh, and these guys are sending us the TV and it's it's like a French drain. It was just leaking through. Um, and and it was, this was in January. So this was he said, you know, can we can we, you know, you know, wait till it's it's not raining. Is there some way that you can do this? And what right. happens is this uh, this 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 current that we have this this beam this this you know electrical current you know just evaluates three hundred and sixty of the pipe as it's going through, and yeah. bomb- and bombards that electrical current that wall of the pipe with electricity. Oh, and the God. thing is, is we have a grounding stake above, and it can be one or two miles away. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is those two points of the electric current, one's inside the pipe, one's outside the pipe, they always want to connect. Yeah. And if, if there's no openings, if, if there's no permeable, no um, water uh, you know, leakage, if that can get through the pipe, yeah. then it should be a flat line. That's a great line pipe. Right. But if, if, if there is the slightest opening, if electrical current can get through, yeah. then uh, Ohm's law and Torcelli's laws will tell you, you got a leak. That's And so IKT took us over there with WRC, and we started testing these things. And what happened was um, we, we started seeing these small little, little things, and yeah. um, uh, we thought, hey, they were so small, we, we'll take them out of the equation. Yeah. And so IKT tells us that, uh, hey, we were benchmarking ElectroScan, which they started in 2001. Mm-hmm. And they said your 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 GPM or your liters per second. This is Germany, obviously. Gelsenkirchen. Um, yeah. You've underestimated the leakage rate. And uh, I go, oh, holy cow! And he says, we we think we know what the issue is. And we go, well, w- w- what is it? He says, well, all of these little these little um, dimples, those pinholes. Yeah. If you add those back in the equation, I think I think you're going to be very close. 
And so about, about four years ago, we, we re-added pinholes in it. And then we started, we started actually uh, benchmarking, doing it right after lining. And yeah. then going uh, two years. Or th- I think our, our record now is, is doing the same pipe four years after. Different okay. women, different crews. And we're seeing those spikes that we saw initially much bigger. So oh, wow. pinholes don't get smaller. They get bigger. Wow. Um, and, you know, you've got you've got cities now like Hillsboro that that uh, or San Antonio saws. I mean, we did this huge um, benchmark of their CIPP that's required uh, yeah. as part of it. So so this uh, this electric current kind of gets that in there. We had a major two million uh, you know uh, dollar collapse in a northern California city. Right. Right. Uh, uh, 16 months. They had a 12 month warranty. 16 months. It was just oatmeal that came down. Um, and they oh, said, Chuck, could oh. you have predicted that? And I go, I don't know, but if, but if you hire the same contractor and I won't tell you the name, they're, they're right. very large. Um, and I said, if you hire the same contractor and you have them use the same specs, um, then let's see. And so yeah. we did a 200 foot of a pipe. They realigned it, same spec. Uh, we electroscaped it right after and it just, uh, over a hundred pinholes in it. And I go, look, I think this pipe's going to collapse uh, in in twelve, just like just like your other ten thousand yeah. volt. So, yeah. um, you know, UV has helped a lot with that. Um, okay. But steam, boiled water, holy cow! You've got to, okay. you've really got to okay. be good. And when these liners liners are doing three, four lines a day, um, great production. But the quality is just is just out there, and this is that, that's I mean to kind of finish the loop, you know that's right. why that's what Ken Carey saw in 2010, um, yeah. and so uh, we still are finding issues in with LED. We've got a partner in Switzerland that that has been looking at you know the LED uh, uh, product, you know, no names needed, and um, you know if there's some issues, you got to be able to find them, um, yeah. and that's infiltration, you know that's. You know, is that going to last 50 or 60 years? Who knows? So yeah. um, it's it's technology, I think, is is game changing. And and uh, we want these pipes to last as long as possible. You know, whether whether we're having effluent go one way or or the other. So, um, you know, with water and drinking. So it's it's a it's a it's a great industry to serve. Just just like you've you've seen yeah. it with, your, with your great work with Dukes and, and, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, other products that kind of come up with, with recommendations. So just keep right. at it. Yeah. And that's what we talk about is life cycles, right? Life cycles, infrastructure, you know, contractor accountability, not to say the contractors doing bad jobs. Maybe they're just not trained enough. They, they're just not educated enough, but, you know, when they're installing these projects, you know, project projects, I should say, uh, and going out there and lining these uh, manholes and sewer pipes, sometimes they just, I've seen it where they just don't prep it correctly, right? The guys go out, they win a contract, they get the low bid, they go out there, slap it on there, and it falls off the ran off the wall. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you just spent two hundred dollars a vertical foot, and you got nothing out of it. Now you got to go back and redo it again. So we keep losing taxpayer dollars on all this infrastructure, you know, that kind of stuff. That's the way I look at. It. I'm just like, man, we got to start solving this problem because it's it's not just and, you know, it's, it's, it's all over infrastructure, roads, things like that. It's, it's, it's consistent. We, we've all heard the phrase poke and hope. You know, if you, <laughs> if you stretch that liner so well uh, and you weren't accurate in where that service connection was to, 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 to reopen the tap, um, then you then you see how they poked it. Oh, it's not there. And they poke it again. And, and, oh, oh, there it is. And then they'll <laughs> right, right. poke and hope. 
um, <laughs> you know, and and uh, and then it's a it's a, it's a good pipe, you know, because you've yeah. used a rating system, you know, and so it's okay. So well, Chuck, I I know you got to go, and I truly appreciate this. This is an amazing uh, podcast interview. I'm so happy that you came on, and and this is valuable. I feel like we could talk for a couple more hours, probably, but. We'll hold that for another time next year. We'll we'll talk some more. Chad, keep Thank up the so great much. work. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy Merry New Christmas. Year. And uh, <laughs> yeah. on to the Christmas uh, margaritas. Do it. I love it. You enjoy that that margarita, and uh, we'll talk next year. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks, Chad. Thank you for listening to the Infrastructure Hot Seat Podcast. We hope that this show brought you some insight on relevant topics within the infrastructure world. Please join us every two weeks on Tuesday for the next episode. If you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, please set up a 15-minute interview with your host at calendly.com slash chadsmeltzer. 